of names. As one season and another unofficially begins. CBS meteorologist David Parkinson. We've got a winter storm warning. It stretches from Sandusky, Ohio, all the way to just south of Buffalo. So in that area, we will see at least a half a foot of snow. At the White House, Melania Trump has just released a video of her last official Christmas decorating job. Spaces are filled with trees strung with white lights and sparkly red ornaments. One of them reads, be best. S&P futures are down nine. Dow futures off 147. This is CBS News. These days, better nutrition and stronger immunity are essential. That's why Eggland's Best gives you and your family more so we can all be at our very best. Only Eggland's Best. I'm Dr. Stork. Today, stronger immunity and better nutrition are more important than ever. That's why Eggland's Best gives you and your family more. Compared to ordinary eggs, Eggland's Best provides six times more vitamin D and ten times more vitamin E, all helping you maintain a strong immune system and better overall health. Plus, you get all that farm-fresh, delicious taste. These are no ordinary times, so why choose an ordinary egg? Only Eggland's Best. Better taste, better nutrition, better eggs. Starting route. Your destination is 0.1 miles away. If you drive less than 100 feet, turn left. You have arrived at your destination. <clears throat> if you drive less than 25 miles a day, you could be paying less every day with pay-per-mile car insurance from Allstate. You get the same reliable coverage and hands-on expertise you'd expect from Allstate, but now at a price that's tailored to the miles you drive. Call your local Allstate agent and start paying what's right for you. Includes a daily rate. Prices vary based on how you buy. Subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Not applicable in California. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and its affiliates. A giant three-sided metal column has disappeared about a week and a half after it showed up out of nowhere in Red Rock country. Remember that mysterious silver monolith found in the Utah desert? Well, just as mysteriously, it is gone. Disappeared less than 10 days after it was spotted from above from a helicopter. But a Colorado man says as he and his girlfriend were driving to the site on Friday, they did pass a long flatbed truck with a large object in the back and joked that it probably was the monolith. They hiked to the location, and sure enough, the structure was gone. Not known who removed it. Tom Foody, CBS News. Merriam-Webster's word of the year won't come as any surprise. It's pandemic. Editor-at-large Peter Sokolowski says searches for the word on their website spiked by more than 115,000% last March 11th. For the record, pandemic dates to the mid-1600s. It has roots in Latin and Greek. It's a combination of pan for all and demos for people or population. Deborah Rodriguez, CBS News. Balance of nature is fruits and vegetables in a capsule. Changing the world, one life at a time. The product's super. I've heard about balance of nature for some time, and I just thought I'd get involved. And so what I did, I started taking it, and I saw a difference. It kind of balanced out my blood, if you will. So my doctor was pleased with that. He said, what are you doing? What's going on? And I just said, I said, well, I'm taking this extra thing called balance of nature. And he said, that's good. That's good. So I admonish all people that have some type of health issue, you know, try it. It really helped my numbers, and I know the product works. Right now, Balance of Nature is offering free shipping and 35% off on any new preferred order. Call 1-800-2468-751 or go to balanceofnature.com and use discount code FRUITS. 
Start your mornings with Scott Daly from 6 to 12. Hop on the party line from 9 to 10. Join Sky Hope on Classic Caravan from 4 to 6 p.m. And listen into the sports fan at 6.06 on Classic Hits 970 and 97.1 FM WATH. In today's world, the last thing you need is a broken cell phone. If you've got equipment in need of repair, or visit the shop at 386 Richland Avenue, Athens. Have you heard of Project Rise? Are you a parent in Athens, Meigs, Perry, or Vinton counties? We provide internships, job shadowing, work study, transition planning, and graduation coaching. All students and parents have free access to these resources. For more information, please find us on Facebook at AMESC Project Rise. There are numerous free events and resources that you need to know about. Act now. Project Rise will help you with your future after high school. Follow us on Facebook at AMESC Project Rise. Fairhope celebrates life. If you're facing an end-of-life situation, Fairhope Hospice and Palliative Care. It is never too soon to call. Fairhope is here to listen. You don't have to face it alone. Fairhope cares for your loved one where they live. Or, during times of stress, the Pickering House is a serene setting providing relief for the patient. To learn more about Fairhope's care from the heart, please call 1-800-994-7077. Fairhope Hospice, we celebrate life. Some say we've lost our touch. That we don't build things with lasting detail. Or worse, that we just don't bother. Really. Are we the people who built a country? Who rely on ourselves to get things done? Well, there's really only one way to tell if we've lost our grip. Next time you see someone wearing Carhartt, just shake their hand. Max Thrifty Shop, 940 East State Street, 592-3773. In our 71st year of service to Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. WATH Well, a gray and overcast out there and game two... I saw a fantastic uh, concert last night on public broadcasting, WOUB television. They had some of the acts of the 50s on. My, it was well done. funny how you can forget different songs and yet when they show them in that showcase, uh, wow, uh, it just, um, I mean, you could see the huge audience um, in the orchestra was out of this world, uh, but this huge audience and, and all of them moving their mouths to the words of just about every song that was uh, featured last night. A whole bunch of artists from that era. Also interesting to see how they change in looks, you know. We got pictures of them, uh, you know, on their albums or their um, 
just different things, but that doesn't indicate how they look today. <laughs> I don't know. Did you catch it, Scott? Oh, yeah, I've seen that one before. Okay. Yeah, I've seen that one. It's, that is a fantastic showcase. They do those uh, on fundraisers yeah. a lot of times. And that was the nature. Too. Yeah, yeah, it is really neat. You get, I catch myself singing along with a lot of them. Yeah. Well, anyway, <clears throat> well done. Yeah. Let's see here. Today is November 30th. It's the last day of this month. Tomorrow makes the month of December. And uh, for many of those, that's all the Christmas stuff and all sorts of celebrations. I learned of a good friend who um, was diagnosed last, got a phone call at 11 o'clock last night saying they tested positive. So um, we'll keep him in his, uh, in my mind and then wish him well. Um, this whole COVID thing has really changed our lives and has to. Of course, for, um, well, what's it been, nearly a year now, hopefully another month or two should um, make things a little bit better as these various vaccines start to be um, uh, uh, passed out and used, and of course there'll be a certain... Um, priority of who gets them first which is only uh, only makes sense what you do find some uh, swinging Christmas tunes no oh, okay like you asked me to do trying to anyway today November 30th today is national personal space day you're a little too close to me man I need my personal space. I got it. My, <laughs> my pleasure, let me tell you. <laughs> it's Computer Security Day. <laughs> I thought you... No, you thought I was serious for a minute. Yeah, huh? I did, yeah. No, I was... Yeah. No. Got to realize it was the day it is. Yeah. <laughs> it's Cyber Monday. It's National Moose Day, and we're talking about the food, the uh, dessert, right? Yes. It's stay at home because you f you're well, Tay. You know, that might not make sense except for this year. Yeah. Um, you know, getting oot in a boot, out and about. Uh, increases your odds of perhaps becoming ill. Anyway, National Mason Jar Day, National Meth Awareness Day. What would that be? Are they talking about the drug? Yes. It is. Methamphetamines. Okay. Well, yeah. that's, that's not a good thing. No. And National Mississippi Day. So uh, all of those uh, come into play today. Um, 
In fact, regarding today, and particularly here in our region, uh, it's going to get up to 42. Let's see here. Do I have anything to look at? Yeah, I can get that. Like, what is it right, right now? No, I mean... Uh, That or the weather? Right, there. Okay, so it's 40 right now here on Columbus Road. The temperature is only going to rise 2 degrees as a high today. So basically what it is outside is what it is. <laughs> um, as every day. <laughs> yes. I, I guess so. Um there's a slight wind making it feel like 38 instead of 40. Um, they say as the day continues, it's very slowly going to have the temperature falling to where, well, like by 5 p.m. it should be around 34 degrees. And that all plays into this thing about snow. We've had predictions for the last three days that today we were going to get snow. Then they kind of backed off of that for a while while they're back on it for a while. But um, anyway, precipitation this afternoon and tonight listed at um, 100%. Now, what about accumulation? That's a whole different thing. Um during the day, they say little or no accumulation. But tonight, overnight, we could have one to three inches gather. So, um, whatever it is, you know. Now, I tell you what, if it's a choice between driving in the rain and driving in the snow, uh, I prefer the snow. Just because it's different. It's a little more challenging. I have a vehicle that likes that. I, I suppose if you don't have a vehicle that is really good in snow, you wouldn't like it. But it just makes driving a little more interesting. Um, anyway. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. It's as simple as that. Yep. And uh, as you saw a few moments ago, there's a winter weather advisory in effect from 4 p.m. this afternoon until noon tomorrow for right. all of southeast Ohio. I, I, uh, back when I was looking over things this morning, I noticed that it stops at noon tomorrow. Yeah. But I didn't realize it was uh, when it actually kicked in. Yeah, 4 p.m. Okay. Hey, you know, with the significant snowfalls, you know how each year we try to keep track of a day. The first significant snowfalls on. So, with this forecast, are we going to count November 30th for 30 days of snow throughout the winter? Or are we going to count December 1st tomorrow for one significant snowfall? I'm, I want to go with one. <laughs> well, you know, like I say, I like the challenge of yes, you do. the weathers, um, driving and all of that. 
or we could go halfway. Plus, plus the pure beauty of it. Yeah, it is. I mean, you know, it's but, nature's decoration. I see your point, though. Yeah. So are we, we going to get a bunch or are we going to get none? Yeah. Or do we go in the middle at 15 to 16 yeah. days? But last year, if you remember us talking about this a couple of weeks ago, um, it pretty much held up, didn't it? No, it was it was way off. Oh, well, well I forget I've forgotten. Our yeah, it was, was uh, it? the first significant snowfall was the the day night of November 11th and 12th. Okay. Um, Veterans Day and into the 12th and then uh, by our calculations of a significant snow, uh, we only got up to about 4 4 oh. days of snow. Okay. So, well, my memory's just not as good as it used to be. Well, we'll we'll see. I mean, you know, one year I think it did, and I I don't know if I remember too many years that it did hold up. Uh, you know, it did one or two years of all the years you and I've been doing this and keeping track of that. So, Scott, you we'll know, see. that just brings up an interesting point that I hadn't thought about for a while. What year are you in, in hosting the morning show? Oh, probably, I want to say six. Oh, I thought it was more than that. Six, seven years. It, it may, may be. Who preceded you? Tom. Oh, that's right. That's right. Okay. So, yeah, it's, it's been a few years. Okay. Um, it, yeah, let's see. This is my... Eight, going on nine years here. So maybe it is about eight years. Okay. So. Well, let's do some other factoids here. First of all, today is Monday. It's November 30th. This is the 335th day of this calendar year. We now have 31 days remaining. Our highlight in history for this date, uh, November 30th, we go back to the year 2000 when Al Gore's lawyers battled for his political survival in Florida in the U.S. Supreme Courts. Meanwhile, GOP lawmakers in Tallahassee moved to award the presidency to George W. Bush in case the courts did not by appointing their own slate of electors. Some other things that happened on this date. Um, 1782, the United States and Britain signed preliminary peace articles in Paris for ending the Revolutionary War. The Treaty of Paris was signed in September 1783. 1803. Spain completed the process of ceding Louisiana to France, which had sold it to the United States. Louisiana. Oh, here's, here's an interesting one. In 1835, Samuel Langhorne Clemens. Folks, do you remember who that is? I do. Mark Twain. Yep. Was born in Florida. It says Florida, Missouri. <laughs> yeah. 
So there must be a city in the state of Missouri by the name of Florida. Yeah. Okay. Didn't know that. Or you could say, was it Florida or Missouri? No, but it's it's Missouri. 1874 on this date, Winston Churchill was born. You know, one time he was an actual German prisoner of war. He escaped from a train and survived in the wilderness for a period of time and then made his way back to a friendly city, a village, where mm-hmm. people took him in so he could return to, eventually return to Britain. Uh, folks, I confess uh, to Scott as well as you, uh, history is not my strong point. Um, I find it interesting at that time, but things don't stick with me very well. So um, I may have known that once upon a time, but long forgotten. Well, yeah, you know, if you have an interest in something, obviously, if something strikes you with that interest, it has a way that well, sure. the human thoughts and mind put it together that way. You want to talk about um, plays and musicals and shows on Broadway and... Shows you've done, yeah. That's um, that's your thing. That's my thing. Yeah. At sports, I can remember things from years ago. Names, events, that's kind of my thing. <laughs> we all have things. Well, that's a good thing. <laughs> yes. Because if we all had the same things, it'd be pretty boring. It certainly would. And very argumentative, I'm sure. Yes. All right, let's see here. Let's go on. Um, Oscar Wilde. In 1900, he died in Paris at the age of 46 on this date. Uh, In 1960, the last DeSoto. That was an automobile. was built by Chrysler, which had decided to retire the brand after 32 years. 1960. Oh, I missed one here. In 1940, Lucille Ball and Desi Arnaz were married at the Byram River Beagle Club that is in Greenwich, Connecticut. Uh, They were married 20 years. Well, let's see. It is good on to some um, birthdays. <coughs> oh, the list isn't too long today. Uh, G. Gordon Liddy is 90 today. Ridley Scott, the movie director, 83. Terrence Malick is 77. He's a movie Writer and director. Bum, 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 bum. Playwright David Mar- um, Mamet. Mamet is how they put the emphasis on the first syllable. The emphasis is on the first syllable. Mamet. Okay. Anyway, he's 673. Actor Mandy Penn. Um, Pat Kent. 
Well, if I didn't look at it in writing, I think I could have said it. Anyway, 68. I like her. Um, Billy Idol is 65. Let's see here. Bo Jackson from baseball and, for that matter, football, too. 58. Ben Stiller, 55. Have you ever seen a movie you didn't like of his? <laughs> nope. <laughs> me, me neither. Uh, they all seem to uh, catch my interest. Yeah. Uh, da -da 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 -da. Youngest person listed today, a very young actress, Tyla Harris, who's a, a very shy 20. How about that? Okay, we can set these papers wherever the forecast went. Here it is. Okay. Well, it's uh, customary for me, and I've done that. It's customary for me to give you a report on the COVID thing. Um, and I, I, I've heard many of you say, uh, I really appreciate the numbers. I still worry, though, that the detail is not of interest to some. So I try to be careful about how much I share with you. Um, Thanksgiving was last Thursday, of course. In all of the time of the... Since we've been keeping track of all this stuff, it's the first date in which they said we don't have all the information this day and they've sort of been playing catch up not mustard catch up <laughs> did you get that yeah no. I did. well you could laugh <laughs> thank you <laughs> they've been playing catch up uh, since um but here we go. This is as of yesterday, Sunday, uh, around 2 p.m. Okay. So, uh, let's start with our own county. Uh, we've had uh, the, the death count of four. There were two initially and then two along the way. Uh, but only four deaths in our county. We have had, as of yesterday, 2,044 cases. That is to say, 2.89% of our residents of this county have dealt with it thus far. Of this 2,044 cases, 15 were new yesterday. 31 were new the day before, and 85 the day right after Thanksgiving, Friday. Um, the fr the, that th Friday number is high because there were none reported as new on Thursday, so they doubled it up, or they have two days worth in there. Okay. Now. How many are active? 
As I said, since this all began, which was March 12th for our county, 2,044 cases. There are 461 active as of yesterday. There are 1,579 that have recovered. Uh, where are these 2,000 cases right now? I'm sorry, the, um, active cases. Okay, there's, I'm sorry, there's 461 active cases right now. Where are they? You got 87 in, in hospitals, and you have 374 recovering at their homes. Okay, so that's Athens. The state, its first case was March 1st. They have now grown to a total thus far of 414,432 cases. There were 7,000 new ones yesterday. But how many are active? The cases come and go. So of 414, 432, 148,191 are currently active. Of that, uh, 4,644 are in ICU. 21,863 are in regular hospital rooms. 115,285 are recovering in their homes. Statewide, since this all began, 6,399 deaths. And then the, the number that I think is always important to share is how many have recovered. 64% of those that have gotten it are now recovered. That is to say, 266,241. The United States, again, all of this is yesterday's data. I generally update it around 2 each afternoon. So yesterday, uh, our, our nation, the United States, um, hit 13,747,671 cases. That's about 4% of our population. Um, of those that got it, 273,000 have died.
that's 1.9, so let's call it 2%, which is pretty much the rule up and down the chart here. Um, of the 13,700,000 13, that had it, or have had it, presently we have 5,000. 369,000, I'll just round it off like that, active. We also have 8 million, okay, I think I just read that previous figure wrong, 5,369,000 are active, 8,105,000 are recovered. How many new cases yesterday? 137,000. And finally, the world. There's 7,800,000,000. So 7.8 billion people living in this world. I don't know how many live in other worlds. Scott knows that stuff better than I do. Many aliens. Many aliens, okay. <laughs> the first case in the world was November 19th of 2019. Okay, so as of yesterday, there has been a total of 63 million cases. Of the 63 million, 1.4 and a half million have died. Once again, that's 2.32%. Just a little over 2%. We also have a very promising figure again that 43 million... 531,000 have recovered. That's 69% of those that have had it have recovered. Um, Eight-tenths of a percent got it. Okay. There's 7.8 billion people in the world so far. 63 million have caught it. That's eight-tenths of a percent. Okay, well, I know some of you really are interested in those sort of things. Others say, Palmer, all those figures, geez. I apologize. Um, let's see. Let's do uh, on this date in history. Uh, do we have an art turf today? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I may butcher this here because I don't know this one. 
In ten, the year 1016, on this date, Canut the Great, and then they have in parenthesis Canute, the king of Denmark, claims the English throne after the death of Edmund Ironside. 1016 on this date. In 1487, the first German beer purity law is promulgated in Munich by Albert IV, Duke of Bavaria, stating beer should be brewed from only three ingredients, those being water, malt, and hops. Sixteen forty eight on this date English Parliamentary Army captures King Charles the First. Seventeen eighty six on this date the Grand Duke of Tuscany, Leopold the Second, promulgates a penal reform, making his the first state to abolish the death penalty. 1745. Jonathan Swift. He was an Anglo-Irish satirist, essayist, political pamphleteer. There's one I haven't seen for a while. Poet and cleric who became dean of St. Patrick's Cathedral in Dublin, hence his common sobriquet, Dean Swift. Okay. Gulliver's Travels. Um, this next one appears to be um, a, a German officer. Albert Kessering. Kesselring. K-E-S-S-E-L-R-I-N-G. You are correct. He was a general, general field marshal of the Luftwaffe during World War II who was subsequently convicted of war crimes. Born in 1885 on this date, died later in 1960. Okay, two famous deaths to, uh, to mention. One, I'm embarrassed because I don't know the name, Paul Walker. Oh, he was an actor. Okay. I do, do remember that. He was born in 1973 on this date. I'm sorry, he died on this date in 2013, but he was born in 
73. So. I think he was in the movie The Fast and the Furious. Okay. And the other one, and I do remember this one, is the, the death of George Bush, H.W. Bush, former president, uh, born in 1924, died on this date in 19, I'm sorry, in 2018. All right. And uh, one more we should mention that a lot of folks know, uh, knew around this area. Coach Kappas uh, apparently passed away. Bob Kappas. Really? Yes. When was this? Um, I believe it was just recently, uh, Thursday. Yeah, Thursday. Uh, he passed away at the age of 92. Coach Cap, yeah. as many knew him. There's an organization uh, that I belong to that he was a member of, and he was a real gentleman. Yes, he was. And Joan, his wife, I worked with her for many years on the city's Arts, Parks, and Recreation Board. I'm sorry I missed that. I'll check on uh, the service time and so on and see if I can't get some flowers out. All right, or whatever the family's suggesting. Yes. Um, let's see, the 2020's Safest Cities in America. That report just came out over the weekend. And I didn't get a lot of time with it, but I did scratch a few, make a few marks on it. So... The way they do this, they they have various different metrics. They always use that term, metrics. So one might be home and safety, or home and community safety, natural disaster type risks, like prone to hurricanes or whatever. Um financial safety, and so on. Now, as it turns out, my wife lived in the absolute number one safest place in the U.S. for some years. And it's kind of a famous place. It's not all that old. It was it was founded by a guy by the name of Rouse. So as I go on, you're going to start to get some hints, right? He was a modern-day developer. He developed a lot of kind of neat places like Waterfront in Baltimore, Maryland. Um, I can't think of what it's called. Waterfront in Washington, D.C., Toledo, Ohio, their waterfront, all these beautiful areas. But he also had this dream to form a utopian city, which he did, and it was called Columbia, Maryland. And Pat lived there. Oh, shucks. 
I don't know if it was 20 years, but it was quite a few. Well, that makes number one in the nation, Columbia, Maryland. Now, I'll, I'll just mention different ones. I okay. Number two is South Burlington, Vermont. Number three, Plano, Plano, Plano Texas. We'll skip down here. Chesapeake, Virginia, 13. Um... Okay, Irvine, California, where my wife is right now, visiting our son, Paul. Comes in at 19. By the way, if you're wondering how deep they went, let me turn this one page here. They went 182 cities deep. So Irvine, California, um, comes in number one in terms of safety for your home and the community. It comes in 150th for natural disaster risk, and that can be the, the fires, and 120th for financial safety. Okay. Skip another page. Um, okay, coming in number 61st, and I lived here, in fact, I owned a radio station there, Norfolk, Virginia. Turning the pages some more. Finally, Ohio shows up. Toledo is the first to show up at 91st. Akron is 105th. Cincinnati, 133rd. Columbus, 147th. Cleveland, 162nd. So those are the cities that I made a mark um, just to bring up. Um, you know, these things are always... Touch and go, I guess. But it's it's interesting, I guess, to see how they compare against one another. Yeah, things you don't think about each day or get up in the morning and think, where is the safest city? Well, Coach Art Turf is in store for us. And let's see here, segment one. Is that I do know people wake up and think about. What, Art Turf? Yeah. Really? Well, I have, have to. Have you had feedback? Not that they wake up. I was just saying. I mean, that have you asked. had people say to you, "That is nuts"? <laughs> yes, I have, <laughs> and I like that. I think. <laughs> yeah, I you... think we need some nuttiness once in a while. <laughs> so here we go. I am EPT. Tech. Two, four, six, eight. Who do we appreciate? 
And we're back home on the campus of Inept Tech following the Oysters Bowl game up in Flushing. A loss to Flushing State in the Toilet Bowl, which uh, concluded another winless season for your team, Coach Turf. I was wondering uh, what kind of season was it? Well, it was a fine season. You know, you uh, put your schedule together before the season ever starts, and you kind of wonder what kind of a season you're going to have. And I do want to tell all of our fans, and uh, uh, real glad that they tuned into the program this year. And, followed the oysters and kept up with all the statistics and all the plays and all the scores and all of our ball games because we did play some fine ball games this year you know we uh, had some real fine opponents and our boys went out there and played some real fine ball games on offense and played some real fine ball games on defense and and we played some real fine ball games on special teams so what all the fans seen uh, when everything was all over said and done with was some real fine ball games and a real fine season and i know you're looking for an excellent season next year and I know coaches always think ahead from season to season I'm sure you're already planning in your mind what uh, what's going to happen next year that's right you know we got spring practice coming up in the spring we got some real fine drills we're going to put these boys through we got some real fine boys I think going to try out for the ball team we got some real fine boys that's coming in on scholarships so we're going to have some real fine boys coming back I do want to tell all the mommies and daddies and grandmommies and granddaddies especially for those boys what finished their careers as seniors this year that they did have some real fine careers but we got some real fine boys come in take their place and take up where they left off and keep up our record of consistency here at Tech. And I'll be back with Coach Turf to wrap things up for this season right after we pause for this message. And the Coach Art Turf Show proudly presented by Bibrock Tool Rentals. Back boasting with Coach Art Turf all season. Coach, how many players are you going to be losing off this year's team? Well, I got good news and bad news, and it's both the same news. We ain't losing nobody. We got everybody coming back that was on the ball club this year, coming back next year, and that's just some real fine boys. Some real fine boys going to be playing on offense, some real fine boys on defense and special teams, so we should have a real fine ball team next year. Well, despite the fact that you're not going to be losing anybody, I know you're always looking to recruit good players for your program here and uh, anticipating a good recruiting season? Well, we're going to have a fine recruiting season. We're going to be recruiting some fine boys. You know, we're going to be plugging up some holes that we got. We're going to be strengthening ourselves where we need strengthening, and then we're going to keep ourselves strong where we're strong, and that's where we need our fine recruiting season, and that's why we're going to have a fine season next year. Well, Coach, we're about out of time. Enjoyed talking with you on the program this year, and one final question. What kind of season are you looking for next year? Well, it should be a fine season. And I do want to point out to all of our fans, thank y'all for listening to my show, because I am predicting that next year we are going to have a winning season. We are going to pick up our first victory of the season next season, because I am predicting that we are going to have a real fine season. I don't think we need to hear that part. Okay. <laughs> well.
shapes of fear. My couch couldn't be. It's a X-rated. Um, listen, folks, uh, we've got plenty of our music, uh, seasonal music. Um, we're, we're organizing it now. We bring it out um, at this time of year. We have some stuff I'm very proud to have in our uh, our libraries. Some very unique things and hard to find things. And uh, so we're getting it together, and you're going to hear more and more of it as we go by each day. So, remember the holidays and let us help you. Anything else? Scott, you got anything? Well, the Oops, let me turn Bob your mic Cats, on. Yeah. Bo- basketball Bobcats, the men almost pulled off a stunner on Friday, taking the, number eight Illinois to the yeah. wire. Lost by two. Yes. Wow. Two and one on the year. Lady Bobcats, two and oh on the year. Yeah, it, all in all, it was a pretty good week last week for the Ohio Athletics. So uh, 
keep it up, folks, and uh, let's um, try to think sports. In our 71st year of service to Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. This is CBS News on the Hour, your home for original reporting. I'm Deborah Rodriguez. A second drug company is asking the FDA to green light a coronavirus vaccine. Moderna says it'll seek emergency use authorization a week and a half after Pfizer made the same request. Moderna's chief medical officer, Dr. Tal Zaks. The vaccine is expected to be highly effective at preventing symptomatic disease and very effective at preventing severe outcomes from the disease. Health and Human Services Secretary Dr. Alex Azar tells CBS. to obtain the necessary freezers, thermometers, and other medical gear, and they're also training staff and establishing online services for scheduling appointments. Vicki Barker, CBS News. Health officials are worried about a surge upon a surge after millions of people ignored warnings about traveling for Thanksgiving. The president... Receives his first national intelligence to do. Ron's defense minister. 